Welcome to Head & Neck Innovations, a Cleveland Clinic podcast for medical professionals exploring the latest innovations, discoveries, and surgical advances in otolaryngology head and neck surgery. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Head & Neck Innovations. I'm your host, Paul Bryson, director of the Cleveland Clinic Voice Center. You can follow me on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Paul C. Bryson, and you can get the latest updates from Cleveland Clinic Otolaryngology Head & Neck Surgery by following at... CLE Clinic HNI. That's CLE Clinic HNI. You can also find us on LinkedIn at Cleveland Clinic Otolaryngology Head and Neck Surgery and on Instagram at Cleveland Clinic Otolaryngology. Today, I'm looking forward to speaking with my colleague, Dr. Karen Kahn, staff in our section of dentistry and oral surgery. Dr. Kahn is also a consultant for craniofacial pain and jaw dysfunction with the Cleveland Clinic, as well as a clinical assistant professor in the Department of Otolaryngology Head and Neck Surgery at our Lerner College of Medicine. Dr. Kahn, welcome to Head and Neck Innovations. Thank you for having me. Well, let's start by having you share some background on yourself for our listeners, where you're from, where you trained, and how you came to Cleveland Clinic, and and maybe a little bit of how your your practice has evolved since you've been here. Sure. I graduated from Case Western Reserve School of Dental Medicine, but my interest in dentistry really began at an early age while I was in high school and working at a neighborhood dental practice after school and on summer vacations. And however, my interest really took hold and to pursue a dental degree while working at a Cleveland restorative dentistry practice. It was here that I learned and gained experience in the function of the jaw and its relationship to oral health. I benefited from so many mentors, similar Dr. Hudson Heidorf, who was a consultant one day a week at that time in the Department of Dentistry, and he invited me to join him in his pursuit of conservative management of temporal mandibular disorder patients along with Dr. Heidorf and continuing education courses with Dr. Pete Dawson, as some of you might know, another outstanding mentor, I developed my knowledge and approach to conservative management of temporal mandibular disorders. You've probably heard the saying that if you see a turtle on a fence post, it probably didn't get there by itself. <laughs> I haven't heard that, but I like it. Uh, I'm well, going to use is, that. This is true of mentoring. And I apply this to our dental residents by providing them a two-day didactic and clinical course on the conservative management of temporal mandibular disorders. So that's where I was, and this is where I am right now. My particular interest is in conservative management, of temporal mandibular disorders, which could involve the temporal mandibular joints, the muscles of the jaw and the neck, or the occlusion itself. Well, I would say as a as a non-dental provider, you know, I, I do have some awareness and, and knowledge of, of the jaw and the TMJ, but I will say it seems like an area that, at least to me, is somewhat shrouded in mystery and can seem to play a, quite a important role in a number of different things other than just chewing our food. Can you share a little bit what sort of captures the imagination about this complicated area? And what are some of the things that that the TMJ is involved in or some of the, you know, patients have sometimes a host of complaints that can be related to this area and it's not easy to, you know, unentangle. 
That's exactly correct. And I think what I enjoy most about the uh, practice of temporal mandibular disorders is the patient interaction and the co-discovery of what is going on with some of their symptoms. The symptoms of a temporal mandibular disorder can vary in uh, from headaches to ear pain to ear stuffiness, tooth pain, TMJ clicking, popping, limited jaw opening, painful mastication, and it can oftentimes affect their quality of life. And then they've been to a provider and with ear pain, and there is no pathology noted or reason for their pain. Where does this come from? Well, we can then look a little bit further, look at the oral habits that are going on. I look at the temporal mandibular joints to see if the function and the source of pain is actually in the joints. However, in the majority of patients, I would say it's more of a muscle-related And when we say muscle, we're referring to myofascial pain with referral. And that's when it gets very, very interesting and very, very confusing to patients. For example, ear stuffiness can be the result of a clenching muscle. But we can't rule out any pathology either. So that's how we work hand-in-hand with our head and neck providers to clear them for any pathology. Then let's go ahead and look for another cause for their pain. And with that, we, I, I look upon that as a co-diagnosis. We work with our patients to identify parafunctional habits, such as gum chewing, clenching, grinding at night. We look at their occlusion to see if that's relating to an overload to the joints and the muscles. And we come up with a plan then. Yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, fascinating to see you know, if you think about the TMJ, you could say it's sometimes at the crossroads of the muscles of the head and neck. Exactly. And, you know, I guess uh, what surprises you the most about treating patients with these conditions? Yeah, if you can elaborate on that. They are oftentimes referred to me with, and they come in and say that I have TMJ. And they're hearing it and getting quite concerned because they've heard of the TMJ being the cause and maybe surgical and results, and they are quite frightened and also confused. But what I attempt to do is to clarify that we'll be looking at all the structures, not only just the TMJs, and oftentimes the temporal mandibular joints can have a little bit of dysfunction, but they're really not the source of pain. So I think by explaining this to patients, doing a thorough diagnosis and an interview, I can come up with a possible working diagnosis, and then we can address their issues that way. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like it's a nice opportunity to have a pathway for the patient, not to just explore the, the symptoms, but to have right. you know perhaps a portfolio of things to explore both behaviorally, structurally, you know, with a little bit of experience, you know, perhaps like an appliance or or things like that. So there's a whole menu that I think patients and, and referring providers 
should know that are available to patients. That's exactly correct. What I try to do is establish through a reversible means, such as splint therapy, to get the temporal mandibular joints, the muscles that move the jaw and neck, and the way the teeth occlude on the appliance, the splint, you want to call it, a night guard, an occlusal guard. They're all basically the same. And they're referred to as a stabilization appliance. Let's get the joint in harmony with the muscles, in harmony with the teeth and the occlusion. And with that, then we can see what is affecting their symptoms the most. After that, we can go into some more irreversible procedures. If conservative therapy doesn't really get to improve their quality of life, we have two excellent oral surgeons on staff, Dr. Craig Manji and Dr. Sagar Khanna, who we form a great team, and they can provide maybe some conservative, minimally invasive surgery to the TMJ, such as arthrosynthesis, and we'll get into that probably a little bit further, but and Botox. I think it was Dr. Manji who said it's a step-ladder approach to TMD management. We don't have to jump right into a surgical procedure to we'll find out what works conservatively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's great. I've been here for a little bit, and I, I continue to learn more from, from you and your group. It, it really is, you know, it's a great team. And just like you said, there's almost like a rehabilitative and reconstructive ladder for the approach to you know, disorders in the That's TMJ right. region. So, uh-huh. you know, I, I applaud you and the team, and it's been great to see it grow. <laughs> you know, I, I wanted to ask, what else is on the horizon? I know you've been an educator with the dental residency program for mm-hmm. a long time. I know you have academic interests. You know, what are what are some things on the horizon, both from a research and an education standpoint for your program? More research is really needed regarding some of the conservative approaches to temporal mandibular disorder, including Botox to the masseter muscles and the temporalis muscles. Right now, it's a very effective treatment, but yet the literature is not supporting it. And that's what we need to have things approved. That and the minimally invasive procedures of arthrosynthesis with platelet-rich plasma, PRP. Yeah, PRP. Has been very helpful to stimulate the growth centers in the temporal mandibular joints for patients who have some pain in the temporal mandibular joint and dysfunction. We're also working to establish a team approach with pain psychology. We have wonderful pain psychologists who can help patients through the very difficult transition from chronic TMJ or TMD disorders and conservative and surgical management. So we're trying to work on our establishing a team approach. Yeah, why well, I, I really, you know, thank you for this time given to the podcast today. <laughs> you know, as we wrap up, any any take-home messages for our listeners or or maybe listeners that are looking to refer a patient? Any anything uh, you could share any advice? Yes, if at the first onset of any type of facial pain, see your dentist, talk to them about if they observe any 
parafunctional habits like grinding and clenching, wear on the teeth. Have them listen to your temporal mandibular joints. See if they hear any clicking or popping. And then if they feel comfortable in pursuing management, conservative management, that might just be the course you should do before things start to take, become a more chronic problem. The other recommendation is keep your teeth apart. Don't you overuse your jaw. It's meant for speaking. It's meant for chewing. It's not meant for grinding and clenching or gum chewing or nail biting or cheek chewing. And so um, all those things perpetuate a temporal mandibular disorder. Now, that is very good advice. I think people need a reminder sometimes or, or even a... A sense of awareness for some of the behaviors that, that get ingrained into exactly. just our our daily day to day. Many so. patients don't realize that their teeth should only touch when they swallow, which is amazing because so many of them, many many people in our practices, think that the teeth are supposed to come in contact. No. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really thank you for your time today. Uh, and and I would I would tell the listener for more information on TMJ disorder treatment at the Cleveland Clinic, please visit clevelandclinic.org/tmj. That's clevelandclinic.org/tmj. And to connect directly with our section of dentistry and oral surgery or submit a referral, visit clevelandclinic.org/dentistry or call 216-444 6907. That's 216-444-6907. Dr. Kahn, thanks for joining Head & Neck Innovations. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Head & Neck Innovations. You can find additional podcast episodes on our website at clevelandclinic.org forward slash podcasts. Or you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget, you can access real-time updates from Cleveland Clinic experts in otolaryngology, head and neck surgery on our Consult QD website at consultqd.clevelandclinic.org forward slash head and neck. Thank you for listening and join us again next time. Music